This is the Self-Taught or Not podcast with Dylan Israel and Eric Hanchett, where we teach you the do's and don'ts of software development from two software development professionals, one self-taught and one not. Uh, today we're going to be talking about something that's happened to me recently, and it's probably going to happen to you, um, you know, some of our listeners and to the average employee at least once in their lifetime where they're going to get laid off. Yeah, and it's pretty crazy. Um, anytime it happens, it feels like it, you got kicked in the gut, I think. And especially if you've been in a job for a while, it's especially hard. Yeah, and you know, sometimes people think it's like, well, the economy is doing bad. Economy is doing great. The <laughs> the um, the the level of unemployment is low. The demand for employees is an all time high, and the demand in sort of IT and software is still killing it. Really, at the end of the day, so this could happen to anybody. And uh, as someone who hasn't who got laid off that hasn't worked at a company for very long, just about three months before it happened. I would, I would almost say that that feels even more like a kick in the gut because there's a little bit of naivety where you're like, Oh, Hey, they just hired me. Of course, they're not going to get rid of my entire team within the first couple of months. Uh, but you know, uh, you, you never know. Right. I mean, yeah, let, let's, let's take a step back. Let's do it like a step by step first. So, I mean, you, you said you were, this happened to you recently. So, so kind of set it up for us. What happened? Yeah, so I've actually been laid off twice in my lifetime. Once before I was in a professional career, and that was one of those contract roles where, hey, you're working for them for steadily for a couple months. This is before I was in development. I was writing um, tech blogs for a data center in Los Angeles, and I just got a call one day, and they just laid me off out of the blue. But, um, you know, I, uh, I was working for a music distribution company doing, um, you know, front-end uh, work, building a progressive web app, utilizing service workers and client side cash. It's a pretty cool project actually. I'm, you know, is a revolving around analytics in the music space. You can kind of think of it as, you know, Spotify and like iTunes, all that sort of stuff. They have analytics for artists. And so we're bringing it to one application from all these multiple locations. And so in that aspect, I really enjoyed the project, but uh, showed up one day, got called into that, you know, every company has those meetings with your boss once a month, once a week where you're sitting down and you're talking with them. How are things going? What can I do for you? Are you happy? Why aren't you happy? You know, <laughs> those types of questions. And um, I uh, got that, hey, I just want to let you know you're doing fantastic work. Uh, you knocked out the backlog in six weeks and we know we haven't had enough work to do for you keep you busy but uh, unfortunately we're changing directions which is oftentimes <laughs> the nice way of saying you ain't got no job for much longer yikes yeah that uh that sounds awful um so you kind of felt like it came out of the blue no 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 the- I, I mean you never really know right so like one thing as as you progress through your career people are you're going to start picking up on things that maybe you wouldn't as a junior developer and like Anytime they're paying you a large sum of money and you're asking for work and they don't find you work, you know, you need to have some sort of red flags, alarm bells going off. So there's, there's two things that, that sort of concerned me very much so. And, um, you know, when you have a CEO who's supposed to be vested in the product and the project and you're not getting responses about the beta or the alpha that you're throwing out there, um, either one, it's not getting received very well or two, they, they, they sort of have changed their mind. And, you know, at any time I've ever gone to a smaller company, this is, you know, 50 people or less in the company sort of thing. And, you know, 
they're doing in the tens of millions, not hundreds of millions or billions of dollars in sales. Uh, that you got to be worried that you're a, a large cost for one. And two, there's not as many sort of checks and balances, if you will, to changing direction. They say, hey, three months ago, we wanted to really throw, you know, $700,000 of salaries at it. Three months later, I changed my mind, cut them loose. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there was some alarm bells, but you, don't, you never really know. Yeah, I mean, that's that sounds really similar to a, a situation that I had that I was working in a small company there was only about, you know, 15, 20 people in the whole company. And I decided, um, and at one point I was actually working there with my wife. I was doing software development. I had been there for less than two years. And I remember the last two months I was there, I, there just wasn't a whole lot to do. I was literally just, um, sitting at my desk. I decided that I needed to write new APIs and modules and things like that to keep busy. So I was talking to my supervisor and I was like, Hey, I don't have a, you know, I, I kind of have an idea of some things I can do to keep busy. And he's like, go, go for it. So I, I like literally spent two months like rewriting some APIs, like rewriting some documentation. I think I even did. I created these, these modules and then, you know, I kind of thought, well, maybe they're, they, they would pick up like the, it would pick up. And one day they just took me into the office and, and laid me off, which was, uh, actually, a funny thing happened. They didn't, uh, it was a Friday. I had left. To, um, I already went home. My wife who had worked the same place stayed there. And then my boss, uh, the owner of the company talked to my wife and said, Hey, you know, I, I, maybe you can let Eric know that we're going to go ahead and lay him off. And so my wife came home and then told me that I got laid off, which was kind of bizarre, but that's what happened. I, I mean, for lack of a better word, that's a bitch move. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna break the news, you got break it. You got break it yourself. That's part of your job as an adult, as a manager, um, taking advantage of your unique circumstance, working with your your wife. Um, that is that's not cool. Uh, but uh, I mean, I guess it, I is it better than an email or a text message? I mean, that's how, that's how like kids are breaking up nowadays. It's just. <laughs> The ghost in, right? <laughs> exactly. It was probably not, I mean, looking back years later, this is with years and years ago, it was probably not professional at all. The way they, they, they handled that. They did bring me in on Monday and then sat me down and just kind of told me that they didn't have enough work for me, which was unfortunate because I was hired first and there was another developer that they hired after me, but he was more senior. He had a lot more experience than me and I'm the one that got laid off. So that like doubly hurt that like my seniority didn't count for enough for to keep me instead of him. Um, so it kind of gets in your head a little bit. It's like, you know, maybe there would have been things I could have done better. So I wouldn't have been laid off, but I think you just kind of just have to throw that out of your head and think, you know, this is a learning experience and I just need to continue on. And by the way, that same company ended up laying my wife off right after she had my first, uh, we had our first baby together, which was a, a doubly and not, not so nice move. Yeah, it's, I mean, like in my case, you know, these layoffs are never going to happen at the perfect time. You're not going to like, oh, I won the lottery, I got laid off. No, it's always going to be after some some major expense. In my case, I bought a house maybe six months ago. And then it's like, okay, the first initial major life investment financially. It's like, by the way, you ain't got no job, son. Good luck with that mortgage. No, uh, <laughs> did they, um, now I, I, I can honestly say that um, from, although the company changed direction, as they like to say, um, um, putting assets elsewhere 
it's also another uh, way, <laughs> nice way of saying it. They did take care of me. They gave me about two months severance, um, which was nice of them and appreciated. And something that like, and I don't know, in the state of Florida, you get like, you can get up to like a thousand dollars pre-tax worth of unemployment, which isn't going to cover, it barely covers half my mortgage. Uh, did, uh, did your, you know, former employer, uh, give you any severance or anything? Yeah. Yeah. At that time, exactly as, exactly like you, there was a severance package. I don't, I think it was only like a month or a month or two at the time. I was pretty junior. Um, and they, and I think I even may have applied. I have applied at one time for, I think one time in my life I did, uh, unemployment insurance and the way it works in Nevada is that and probably everywhere. Maybe they like contact your previous employer to see why you were fired, laid off. Some people call layoff slash fired. I don't know. It depends on what you fired usually is for cause and layoff is not for cause, but sometimes some people get fired and they say they got laid off. Um, so they do contact your employer and then like check to see what happened. And then the employer can deny your workers or your unemployment coverage. Um, luckily, I think, you know, everything went fine that time. But so between the severance package and I think I collected unemployment at that time, you know, I, I was good to go until I got the next job. Yeah, I will say that um, I didn't technically get severance. They did something kind of unique, which I asked why they didn't just give me severance. I, they basically just paid me for two more months, uh, which allowed me not to collect unemployment uh, alongside that severance. Uh, but I mean, I'm not too worried about it. I got a job, but it's uh, it was something that was a little unique. I was like, well, why don't you just give me severance or you're gonna pay me? Like, just give it. Was it paid out in like one big lump sum? No, no, it was over. It's literally as if nothing changed except I stopped showing up to work and they forgot to stop paying me. And so, um, I I think part of their hope was that you'd get a job in two weeks and they would stop giving the severance, but they did set a, a date of when that would stop. Um. Now, here's something that was unexpected for me. I don't consider myself a very emotional guy. I'd, I think I'm pretty in control of my emotions. I'm a little uh, spacey at times, but uh, I, uh, my girlfriend would probably hope I was a little bit more connected. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, one thing I found, and this may just be because I'm such a workaholic, that when I, the, just the aspect of me being unemployed had somewhat of an emotional toll on me. I felt a little bit depressed, a little bit not myself. Did you, did you find that happen to you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely messes with you a little bit psychologically kind of just feeling like, you know, like I said before, like what could I, I, I kind of go back through every time. It's kind of probably not healthy, but sometimes when I get rejected on something like I, I don't get you know, like I fail a job interview or a, or something like this happens when you get laid off or fired. Uh, you know, you kind of look back and you think about, you know, what what went wrong. You might kind of get in your head, maybe a little, it can be a little, you know, set off a little bit of depression. So yeah, I think it's it almost takes like a almost like a breakup for a little bit, and you have to take some time to yourself and just think think back and reflect on what you did and what you didn't write. And then I don't know about you, but I'm sure you had this like pretty gut emotional. And a feeling to get back out there and, and start trying again and, you know, start applying everywhere. I mean, I've heard of people, I had a few buddies that got laid off from uh, my last job, which I ended up just quitting. And, and well, that was a couple of years ago. And they like, they had jobs in the first like week or two after getting laid off. Cause they just had that feeling of like, I got to get back out there and get applications out. Yeah. I mean, I, so 
I kind of felt that it was coming along. So I had already floated out to two companies that were interested in me. And so, um, although I, I ended up, one company ended up not working out and I ended up taking another offer. Um, so I did take the full two months. There was a little bit of that, but that was before I actually officially got laid off. Once I got laid off, I, um, I sort of have this, uh, some people think it's unhealthy. I think it's completely fine that it's okay to feel bad for yourself for one day. And then as long as you wake up in the morning and you're like, all right, that sucked. Let's get back to it. And I did take that approach. So like after a day, I, uh, you know, I went home, uh, I, I told my girlfriend, I, I, uh, pitied myself for about an afternoon and then I, uh, I woke up fine and I started doing my resume, redoing my, you know, doing all the stuff that I think you should be doing, keeping your LinkedIn updated, changing your status, all that sort of stuff to, to get out there. Um, but I, that probably took me about a week and then I started sort of looking and seeing what, what was what. Yeah. I think that's completely healthy. I just given you some time to, re, to, uh, to have a little pity party. <laughs> But I think it's, you know, I think it's perfectly normal. And I definitely did that. You know, I, I think, uh, I think everyone goes through that for a little while. And I, th- I think a lot of people might mistake like stress versus like the, what I'm trying to communicate. So a lot of people don't sort of keep money in the bank and we live in paycheck to paycheck. And hopefully if you're working in an IT field, you're investing, saving for retirement. And so that if you do get laid off, you can still afford your mortgage. You can still afford, you know, medical bills and, and food for your family and things like that. And that's not what I'm talking about. Cause like in, financially I'm fine. I could probably work for six, like not work for six months to a year before I'm like, okay, I got to get a job. Uh, like I don't care if it pays half as much as the last job. We have to work. We need to bring some income in. But the, like that is a whole different level of stress. One, probably most people in almost any field are, um, you know, familiar with, so I forget the exact number of something like 70 or 80% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and can't afford like a $500 car repair. And so like, hopefully if you know, you get laid off, you're never in that position. Cause then, then it's, it's almost a death sentence. Like you have to rely on family, friends, you have to, I don't know, just really figure it out. Yeah. You're sort of at that point, you're in the bind. You can't like, this is the only, you have to get out there. You have to get a job right away. Like, it's super stressful, especially if you have a family, just can't imagine how that is. And, and I guess I can't imagine some of it because I used to be a broke college student. Uh, one, you know, I used to uh, live paycheck to paycheck, you know, and it's, it's super difficult. And I, and I did get in college, I had like a development job and I had no money and I got laid off from it. Um, kind of a long story. Maybe I'll get into it later, but like I needed money right away. So I was, um, you know, you're, you're damn right. Like minute I got home back on the, you know, even though I felt like crap, I needed that day, like you were saying, but I was like, oh, I got to get a job. You know, I'm getting the resume together. I'm like sending it out everywhere. Um, you know, I'm stressing about everything. So it's, it, I can, I definitely can understand there. And you never want to be in that situation where you're, uh, you're, you're in between a rock and a hard place, so to speak. Because then you're going to make some bad decisions. You're probably going to have to take a job you don't really love. Um, so it kind of cascades. Yeah, and that, that's exactly true. I mean, I know that when I first sent my resume out, like not every job, especially if you're you're a well-paid developer, right? Development is such a development is such one of those fields where 
there are some developers who make $50,000 and there are some developers that make $150,000. And, um, you know, and if you're in the top or top tier, you're going to probably not be interested in nine out of 10 roles. And, but if you're in, you're in that, like, look, I am a month behind on my mortgage. You're like, yo, I'll take a third of my pay. And that, that, that happens, right? Cause that's the majority of roles. Those are going to be the easier roles. You're like, yeah, well, we'll snag somebody up for cheap. Why not? Not only that, from like a very mental aspect, when you go to end to interview, if you're desperate, if you're stressed, if you're worried, those aren't traits that hiring managers are looking for. They're looking for confident, calm, you know, rational people who are, who are um, happy also. Like, like, I don't know, there's, there's people that you've, you know, we've all interviewed people that are like, dude, um, you know, forget this interview, but are you okay? Like, 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 let me just have a real talk with you. And you don't want to be in that position either because it's just going to make your situation worse. Yeah, that's definitely don't want to be in that position. I, I think I've been in an interview where they're like, are you okay? Um, didn't get that one. No, you're, you're all traumatized from your last job. And you're just like, look, man, let me tell you about blank user stories, all right? <laughs> they, no acceptance criteria. You ask them what they want. They don't know. Just build it. Like, all right. Uh, that, that's a good question. How do you deal with the next time you go in an interview and they ask you about your previous job? Yeah, so if, if you got laid off, I'm honest about it. I don't, I, you know, um, companies understand. And this is something I just had to go through, you know? And it, it's all on your outlook. You say, well, you know, I, I, I tell them, like, I, I'll be honest with you, I was actually considering leaving because they didn't have enough work for me. And then I tell them, like, they laid off my entire team. You know, I wasn't fired. And I have a letter. Another thing is I always get a letter of recommendation from my boss. I don't know if anyone ever actually reads them, but that I have them on my LinkedIn. I ha- and I say that so that people can see that, you know, I'm delivering quality content or quality work, rather. And I think honesty is always the best policy. And that goes for a lot of different things. I interviewed for roles that asked me questions that with technologies that I briefly touched on. And I'm honest that I briefly have touched on these. I'm not a master of them because when you're being interviewed, guys, people are asking questions they already know answers to. And so when you start BSing people, they know, and they're not going to give you the job either. So just be honest about where you're at regarding technologies and skills. How do you, so I think we've all heard about getting a letter of recommendation, but I've never done it. And I've always think about like the old school, like getting your like, Hey, you know, the last day of work, you're being fired. Hey, can you send me, get me write a letter of recommendation. And they would get out like their pen ink quill pen and just start writing a letter that, but nowadays you do it. Like, how do you do you sit on LinkedIn? Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, in this exact thing, when I got laid off in that layoff meeting, if you want to call it on our one-on-one, uh, I said, okay, well, you know, thank you. I understand. You got to do what you got to do. Um, cause companies will always look out for their number one interest. And that's why you as an employee should as well look out for your own, own interest. Um, I said, well, um, if I could just get a letter of recommendation from you, that'd be appreciated. And so every time I've ever asked that it's, they've always done it. It takes a little bit of a reminder. You got to send a follow up email on occasion and then type up something and then, um, go ahead and, and sign off on it and go from there. I did have, so I've had about six of these things, uh, pretty much every job I've been at, I've got a letter of recommendation. Um, and sometimes references on like LinkedIn referrals and, um, you know, you just have to, you have to be a little bit persistent about it, but, um, most, especially in the layoff situation, I think they're going to be more than happy to help you because most of your bosses, they're not trying to do you any harm. They're not trying to get rid of you. It's someone probably above them said, look, we're going to take all that money and put it elsewhere. Or, 
we can't afford it or whatever the case may be, the numbers don't add up. And so your boss is probably just going to try to help you out the best that he or she can. Yeah, that's a good idea. So having recommendations on on LinkedIn, I've had, I've thought about asking people for a letter of recommendation from the last few jobs. I never have though. Maybe I should. That might be a good idea. Yeah, I look at it as like, could it ever hurt you? You know what I mean? Like it's not like maybe it doesn't help you in certain circumstances, but it's never going to hurt you. You having a letter of recommendation speaking to the quality of developer you are and the quality of employee you are will never actually hurt you. And all it takes is an email. All it takes is maybe a, a phone call and say, hey, you know, would you mind doing this? And then you have something to put on for put on for an attachment on, on your LinkedIn. And also when you are talking yourself up, because when you're interviewing, it's all about selling yourself. It's all about, you know, your resume gets your foot in the door, but then you have to become a salesman. You have to be, be able to not only pass the technical aspect, but pass the cultural and the personal where they say, we want to work with this guy. It gives you something to um, speak to. Like I have a letter of recommendation from my boss and speak to my quality of work. You're welcome to call him or her. And so I, th I think it's a, maybe not an important thing, but it's, it's only a positive. Yeah, I totally agree. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm trying to think of other aspects of getting laid off. I mean, we talked about the psychological effects. We talked about taking a day and then re-interviewing again and then being honest with your, with your new, with the interviewee and tell them why, what happened, having yeah. references and letters of recommendation. Uh, any other, I'm trying to think if there's any other yeah. tips we missed. So like to the psychological aspect, um, I'm a big uh, Dave Ramsey listener. So if, if uh, anyone's not familiar with Dave Ramsey, he's sort of a um, conservative financial investment uh, radio talk show host. And he's multiple books about saving and investing and being debt free. And uh, one, one person called in and got laid off. And one thing is I've always sort of remembered was his outlook on getting laid off. And I think it's an important one is that when you get laid off, what you have to realize is that you just gained more experience in the working world. You're more valuable than you were when you took that job. And if you've, if you are more valuable, then you can go out there and get more value. And so you, you can think of it as an opportunity where you're going out into the world and Hey, you're going to go get a better job. You're going to get a job that pays more. You're going to get a job that works maybe with newer frameworks and technologies, maybe a job that has better benefits. That's what happened with me. And, then, you know, that can be what happens with our listeners if they continue to grow and mature and make sure that every role, they're a better developer. Yeah. I remember my first job in high school, it was just working at a residence in, and I was like a front desk clerk. And I just remember like the level of maturity and how I approach the job is completely different than I would have a job I take today. And so like, you know, being in high school, like this could be the same thing if you work at fast food, you know, there's a lot of drama, a lot of people dating each other. There's a lot of craziness happening behind the scenes. But when you become an adult and you really try to work at a job and this is your career and profession, you kind of take the mistakes and what you learned from those previous jobs and it, you apply it to your everyday and you're like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't, you know, stick something into the fryer that I shouldn't stick into the fryer, <laughs> you know, and when you're working in a career, like maybe I shouldn't date my coworkers or anything like that. Like just as an example. Yeah, to that sort of dating point, it just reminds me of a little personal story. I was 16 working at Albertsons. I ended up dating a girl and then she dumped me and I was crushed for months. And then I, like there's nothing worse than going into work and seeing the person who broke your heart 
and you're just in shambles, uh, which is probably why, uh, like, similar to the breakout myth, breakup mythology, when he get laid off, they don't really ask you to come in anymore. You just sort of go, <laughs> like, like oh, this guy's got to go. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we, I think we covered the the major points of layoffs. And um, oh, there's one more thing I want to add before we wrap up here is if you get fired, which is different than getting laid off, how do you approach that? And sometimes some employers will just take you into their office and say, okay, we're laying you off, but really you're getting fired. Usually there's some obvious signs that you were fired, not laid off, like no one else got laid off except you. (laughs) That's probably a good obvious sign. I mean, if if your employer sort of lays you off and, you know, quotes and everything, (laughs) um, that's nice of them to say that so that you can say that and that's appreciated. But if you get fired and you better believe, uh, you know, it's going, your maybe your boss isn't going to give you a recommendation or anything like that, or, you know, you don't have a reference or anything. Like, I think, I think I've always think honesty is the best policy. Maybe you're, maybe you're a young kid and you say, look, man, I, I had this job and I was out doing things I shouldn't be doing, or I was acting a fool and, you know, I've learned my lesson and, you know, I've changed and you, you really have to explain, I think, explain the situation and let them know that whatever the issue was, it was, it's no longer is. Um, that's how I would say I've never been fired. Um, I've always been laid off, no quotations. Uh, <laughs> I, I was fired. So I, I've been on both sides, um, especially really jobs I took a lot many years ago. So how did you handle that? So the first thing I did was I didn't bring it up unless they asked. I I didn't go out of my way and be like, hey, my last job, I got fired. So I I tried to do that. But if they did bring it up, then I was honest. Like, you know, know, it didn't – usually I don't say, you know, I got fired. I said, like, it didn't work out there. I wasn't a right fit and move on. And now if they want some gory details, which I've never had, I guess I I would get more into it. Um, Also, one thing I tried to do, and I think this is good even if you didn't get fired or laid off, is never, like – never say anything bad about your previous employers, especially during interviews. Cause that's like a red flag for most employers. Cause they think if you're going to talk bad about your previous employer, you're probably going to talk bad about them. Um, so I think those are the two rules I've done and really I haven't had much problem doing it. Um, usually almost no one asks the specific, specific reasons why you left a previous company. Um, I, I'm sure it has happened recently sometimes, but yeah, a lot of it is a they're baiting you to see your response. A lot of it is, let's see if we can, you know, you might have one layer of defense, but you have two. And like, because I know I, I got asked, um, you know, what was, if you were looking to leave, uh, even though they laid you off, why was it? And you can, you know, you can speak intelligently and politely about some of the troubles an organization has, but they they're asking that to see, you know, is there any malice? Is there any anger? Is there any anything that doesn't speak to professionalism, which is really what you need to avoid? Yep, that sounds good. So yeah, I think that that's uh, that'll wrap us up for today. All right. So uh, look forward to our next episode, which is going to be about something very exciting, which you'll find out in the next podcast. It uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Make sure you guys check it out. Yeah, definitely. Hey guys, thanks for watching. If you want to find more about what I'm up to, go to dylanisrael.com. And if you want to know what I'm up to, you can check out my website at eric.video. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. 
And if you do, you might even be featured on our next episode. Don't forget to check out the website at selftaughtornot.com. From there, you can sign up for a mailing list where we give away free courses and a bunch of cool stuff. And we'll also let you know when the next episode comes out. And finally, if you didn't know, we have a Facebook group. It's called Code Tech and Caffeine. We have over 10,000 members and you can find the link at selftaughtornot.com. So come join us. We have tons of developers willing to help you guys, mentor you guys. Check it out. Just make sure you go to selftaughtornot.com and check out the Code Tech and Caffeine link. Thanks and take care.